Heroes from the Trenches, stories forged in the fires of experience. Storytelling is one of the oldest forms of communication known to mankind, and we encourage you to join us and share your stories. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining Tales from the Trenches. Gerald Berggren, thanks for joining us today. How's it going? It's going great. So we were having a little discussion about Tales from the Trenches and stories from the field and how to how to prepare new technicians for that first day out on your own. And it might not even be your first day. It just may be a day. I mean, you might have been out in the field for six months, nine months, a year, and you get sent out to a job and you go, oh, man, what am I doing? <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Blow something up here. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so let's talk about that fear. Let's, let's talk about those things we don't normally hear. Because, you know, we can go through training, but are we going to go through training on what, what do you do when something goes wrong, when something goes bad? Because we're going to have those experiences. So let's talk a little bit about that and some of your own personal experiences. Yeah, that's, I'd say that's one of the things, you know, I didn't go in a formal trade school. I was did classes like with Johnstone University and things like that. So that's where I came But, you know, get some book knowledge. And so, right. um, but yeah, there's the book knowledge doesn't tell you, say, hey, what if the thing catch on fire? Or, you know, what happens if, you know, something goes sideways, you know, and we blow up a compressor. What if I know? let the smoke out? Yeah, where's that exactly. Where's, where's that, you know, magic smoke? <laughs> How do you smoke get... back in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, that's what's supposed to I've never seen a thermostat smoke. Where's that? Right. Book, you know? it, is that capacitor puking? What what, yeah. what happens if I turn this back on? Yeah. Why are there sparks flying out of this thing? Right. It's supposed to be normal. Like, what the heck? Hey, this compressor makes this funky sound when I turn it on. It's like, is that normal? No. no. So, yeah, there's been a lot of that. And and a lot of like what I had learned was just trial by fire. And as I mentioned earlier, it's just that. You know, I had a really good guy teach me a lot of stuff. And sometimes what he would teach me would be just, you know, trial by fire. And just he'd give me enough knowledge to do something and, you know, to be safe with it and say, here, go to it and give me a call if you got any questions. Well, I thought one time I was changing out a compressor that, hey, I got this. It was a walk-in cooler and changed a lot. And one of the things I couldn't remember is he told me was, you know, how do you charge your refrigerant? There's a couple of valves. Just dump the stuff in there. And, fired that thing up and oh man it sounded horrible it sounded like it was eating a bag of hammers oh, just like oh lord have mercy what i do to this right. thing. what did i do wrong here let me let yeah. me backtrack and think about yeah. this yeah so i flooded the compressor and um and so yeah he he was laughing his head off though he and it was good experience though like yeah don't 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 flood the compressor when you first you know uh charge it up and so there was some um definitely good learning experiences from those but that's and that's the thing you know i learned a lot was that you know what you will make mistakes it's just right. what's going to happen it's not a perfect world out there and stuff does hit the fan and trying to prepare yourself for that i i almost called this series the do as i say not as i did series instead of tales from the trenches because yeah. we, we have these experiences that we need to share and we need to prepare people mentally for that because it's difficult when we learn how to do something we go out on our own now all that pressure is on us and hopefully it's going to go right but what happens when it actually goes wrong how do you walk up to that homeowner and say, I know your unit was working fine before I got here to service it, uh, but now it's not. <laughs> yeah. And I've had that conversation with a few customers and especially there's these people 
were just they're like you know these highly important people and i told them well guess what you're not gonna have heat for a few days and they're like what you just were supposed to do a maintenance like, right. yeah i was doing a maintenance and something broke and i actually your system's so old i don't have that part so um that's exactly right you know and sometimes you just have that honest conversation and even though they yell and scream and dance on top of your head for doing that you just kind of like have to say yep i made the mistake and i apologize we'll get it done as fast as we can and and just start to have a little bit of thicker skin from it so and having an honest professional conversation about things i always Mm -hmm. bring it back to the same analogy as you know when you go to the doctor do we go to the doctor because something is wrong or do we go to the doctor to try to find something before it actually goes wrong so a lot of what our job is is for that we're there for preventative maintenance and if you think about say on that furnace you know there are a lot of things inside of that furnace you have tubing that could be dry rot and just sitting there waiting to be touched so it's going to crack and, and be brittle you have collector boxes on condensing furnaces that could have small cracks on them and as you start moving things around and actually looking to find problems you can find problems that may have not presented a fault before that may now. There's so many things, thing, you know, metal on 80% furnaces coming off from a flue pipe that may have been barely holding together and you get in there and start touching it and all of a sudden it just becomes brittle. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like a yeah. cookie and it just crumbles in your hand and you have to go to the homeowner and go, I have to shut this down right now. Even though it was working when I got here, I have to shut this down and fix it properly. And that's not always the easiest conversation to have. But it's the reality. Yeah, it is. And 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 yet also just the honesty of it is what I think is, you know, been the best part, you know, for the customer is that right. it's like, yeah, you know, it was working when I got here. And then, you know, like you said, you know, got brittle joints because even being like, uh, I remember one time finding a 90 percenter and the flue pipe, you know, just had a weak joint in the PVC. Yeah, just I showed up and oh, let me clean this thing and pop. Oops. Thankfully, something like that's easily repaired. But, you know, having the honest conversation with the customer, too, is like, hey, you know, this is just not good. We need to get this fixed properly. And, you know, it may have been attributed to what I did for the maintenance or whatever. But, you know, if we have that honest conversation, people really appreciate that. They do. And um, then they just appreciate you more and want to have you back knowing, hey, this guy is honest at least. Maybe he screwed up and broke my system, but, you know, he was honest about it. So he didn't try to hide it. Oh, yeah, that, 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 oh, yeah, that was there when I got here, you know. Right. And I find documentation is very, very important. You know, if we see Mm -hmm. something that is bad, you know, if, if it's a, say it's a piece of metal on a flue pipe and we go to touch it and we stick our finger through it. Mm-hmm. Grab a photo of it or take the homeowner down and show them, look, this is actually what's going on. So this was so paper thin that when I touched it, my finger went through it. This should have been changed probably a long time ago. It just wasn't found. And so now we have to fix it. It's one of these scenarios that now we are aware of a situation. And that's what I'm here for is to prevent further issues. So now let's discuss the proper way to move past this. Let's get this fixed and get this back into proper operation. Yeah, definitely. I mean, especially um, I'm up on the coastline here. We get a lot of corrosion on these heat pump coils. Oh, man. All the salt water, I can only imagine. You sneeze on it and the coil's gone. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, Well, you know, let's close that up and see how. But, you know, a lot of the times it's just telling the customer. It's like, look, you, you live on the salt air, man. And your salt air is eating your coil up and so 
yeah, having that conversation with a customer is like, you know, I show up to do the maintenance. As soon as you just barely touch that thing, crumbles up. You take a, a service door off or something, and the whole coil starts to crumble in front of you. Just wow. Like, yeah. You know, and the good thing, like you said, was have a picture and you can document that. And that not only helps the company, but it helps you out too. That it's nice to have, you know, the tools like that to take those pictures and document. So, it just saves everybody from a lot of headache. And, you know, I remember before we didn't have those things and it's just kind of like the back and forth of he said, she said, exactly. and you just have to also live with that too. It's just like, well, okay, we'll just have to eat this one as it were, because we don't have you know, all the documentation per se or photos and stuff like that. We didn't carry <laughs> cameras with us as part of our tool bag. For- I wish I did. I had so many people, you know, ask about some of these crazy jobs that I used to work on and, you know, scenarios that I encountered. And I go, all I have is in my memory because we didn't have the digital technology. We didn't have phones yeah. that had cameras in them 20 years ago. And so that yeah. has changed things. So now we can send homeowners photos. You know, I can remember my first year talking about corroded coils. I remember my first condenser. Uh, I was a young technician. I was out on a call on my own. It was supposed to be just a service. And you know, if anyone's encountered a condenser that's uh, been in a backyard that's had a dog regularly urinating oh, yeah. on it, you know, you, you can see a little corrosion at the bottom. But boy, when you hit it with a garden hose and it just disintegrates and like the whole coil just goes boom. And you mm. look at it and go, Oh my gosh, what just happened? So I actually went to the homeowner and went, okay, I got to borrow you for a minute because you're just going to have to see this for yourself to understand that I didn't just do this intentionally. So I took them out and actually handed them the garden hose and said, why don't you go ahead and wash this because a regular preventative maintenance is to keep the condenser coil clean. Um, Go ahead and wash this a little bit. And when they seen all of the condenser just crumbling and falling out, they went, what caused that? And then I was able to go, well, that's from nice. the urine from the dog. But I wanted you to see that I wasn't out here doing this because when I first seen it, I just went, what do I do now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I actually brought them in. So it's very important to keep that homeowner aware. When you see something that's not right, step back for a second, think about it, and then start you know, figuring out how to properly address this and be professional and be honest about it. You know, They want you there to catch things before they go wrong. So when they go wrong, maybe even unexpectedly, you just have to be prepared for that conversation. Yeah, like I said, just being professional about it, you know. Yeah, professional is not covering up and like, yeah, I don't know where that came from kind of stuff. And But having that, you know, tough skin to own up to your mistakes or own up to finding things is, you know, definitely key because, you know, the, a lot of people just appreciate that right off the bat. I mean, some may still yell and scream at you, but still yeah. they appreciate that honesty of just like, oh, thank you for finding this and yeah. helping me out. I mean, <clears throat> I you talk about the dog on the coil and yeah, I remember finding one at a, uh, at a renter's house and the landlord almost, you know, skewered the, uh, uh, tenants for it. Well, right. hey, you know, what's between you two is between you two. Right. I'm you know, do my I, job. <laughs> this is, you know, I'm just here to do my job. This is what I found. And so, you know, also being that go between of like, hey, you know, you're the representing the landlord and, and having that go between kind of thing also, you know, can be the tenant may hate you, but, you know, landlord loves you. And, right. Like, well, you just can't make everybody happy. So, you know, <laughs> no. it's just sometimes you end up being the bad guy no matter what. Uh-huh. But if you keep it professional and just be honest about it, you know, and be upfront with people, let them know that really 
helps when you have those, you know, oh, nuts moments as it were. So absolutely. Yeah. And it may not even be something that we've created. I remember one scenario that I had, I had just did a service and maintenance on an air conditioner. And I got a call a few days later that the AC was out and the homeowner was irate. You were just here servicing this. It sh how could I be having problems? You were just here. And I'm like, well, so let's calm down. Let's step back and let's find out what the problem is. And then we'll address it together. And I was still pretty young. I mean, it was, it was a little nerve wracking. The homeowner was very, very irate. So I show up to the call. They're still, boy, they're just barking at me all the way, you know, down the stairs to take a look at things and out in the yard. They're just barking, barking, barking. So I put the gauges on it and there's zero refrigerant in the system. Oh, no. And I go, oh, ho, 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 ho. Okay, oh, hold on here. So either this is something maybe I did, maybe there's something that I missed. Well, let's walk through this. So kind of looking around, trying to find it, put a little bit of nitrogen on it, and boy, it just goes. It just drops really quick. Oh, man. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we've got something. So I keep the homeowner informed. I said, this was full of refrigerant when I was here. Now it is empty. And there's a leak in this thing pretty significantly that has happened since I was here. So let's spend some time trying to find it. So we're walking around. And so I walk back downstairs and there's a group. There's like five teenage boys all hanging out downstairs, right? And they're all acting a little bit funny. Hmm. So I've got the homeowner with me and I'm looking around and I look up and I'm following the line set and all of a sudden I see a wet spot on the line set. Hmm. And I go, oh, what do we got here? So I walk the homeowner over. I said, so we shouldn't be seeing wet spots on the insulation. I said, something's happened here. So I, I, I take my knife and I open up the insulation right there and there's this little bitty hole right in the suction line. Ooh. And then they go, did you miss that when you were here? No, I don't think that that was actually here. Well, what would cause that? Did you puncture that? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. Let's let's think about this for a second. So I'm standing there and I'm looking at this insulation and I look across the wall where all these boys are hanging out on the couch and right behind them is a dartboard. But it's like 15, 18, <laughs> 20 feet away from where this line set is, right? It's pretty good ways. It's not standard oh. dart throwing distance. It's yeah. over by the stairs. Yeah. And I'm looking at this and I go, I walk over to the dartboard and I grab the dart and I walk over and I insert it into the suction line and it fits. Mm. And the homeowner looks at me really funny. And I said, so which one of the boys was trying to see how hard they could throw a dart? Mm -hmm. And the entire scenario changed. Then I was the savior because I found the problem. I called the boys out. And then you're right. It went from the homeowner conversation with me to the homeowner conversation with the boys. <laughs> it yeah. changed, changed the dynamics. But sometimes we have to keep that calm. I mean, it's yeah. rough to try to be able to think when you have that pressure going on. That homeowner just barking at you like a dog. Yeah. Yeah. Maintaining that calm is key for sure. I mean, you know, especially when you, you know, remember working on it one of the newer style electric uh furnace with relays and stuff i went to check amps on one of these things and little did i know i pulled the amp clamp off and everything's all crammed in there and something pulls off one of the connections didn't realize it was loose and you couldn't see it and the whole thing grounded. just grounded yeah it went fried everywhere i went oh yeah, that's, mm, that's not you, good. How do you explain it? <laughs> that's, yeah, how do you explain that to the customers? Yeah. Well, it's just doing the maintenance. But you take a deep breath and, you know, gather your collection. And even though, the, like, say, customers barking at you, you know, saying how, you know, calling you, insulting you. And right. Did that. you just you fry just, my furnace? Yeah, you fried my furnace, you blankety, blankety. And, you know, um, and, like, say, 
you know it it sounds degrading because that's that's the hard part when they start to degrade yep. you and stuff like that but again you just kind of have to take a deep breath you know and collect yourself and um yeah keep that professional mindset of i'm being honest here and you know do what we can to you know expedite this and get this prepared as fast as we can and um, but um, yeah keeping your cool is definitely because you know obviously you, you gain nothing if you start parking back at the customer right? that's right you know there's nothing that helps with that i mean if you maintain your cool it's amazing how much that will calm down the customer too when you do do something you know kind of dumb and fry something that's obviously your fault but if you can maintain your cool about it you know because yeah our normal reaction is to bark back but we as the professional have to maintain our cool to not bark as it were so yeah fantastic stuff Gerald, I sure appreciate you hanging out with us today and uh, great insight on keeping your cool. Sure. 